Welcome to the Out for Smokes podcast, everybody. Welcome to your favorite, maybe at one point it was your favorite podcast, but once again, we're getting progressively worse. Um, I don't know. It feels like it feels like we've been like I haven't seen you guys in a while. Did we did we bank an episode? It feels like it's been more than a week. No, it's been a week. It's been a week. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's the anyway. change in the weather, man. It feels like you the think? season has passed. Yeah. Is your yeah. kid in school yet? What What's he in now? Uh, he's kindergarten. In, he's in daycare. No, he he's in daycare. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. He's going to kindergarten with a bunch of five year olds. <laughs> baby genius. Dude. Yeah, he's a baby genius. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's fall. Fall is in the air. Uh, fall, the uh, horniest of seasons, as we all know. Uh, I'm Mike Racine. I'm joined here by uh, my co-host Sean McCarthy, and calling in uh, with COVID. With COVID nineteen is um, Scott uh, Chaplin. Hmm. Scott, how's it going? How's COVID? Dude, I gave my whole family it too. You did? Yeah. Yeah. It's okay though. It's not the you know. It ain't a few years ago, and so it just mm-hmm. is unfortunate. I mm-hmm. start saying that I'm mm-hmm. like suffer bad, but um, I just get to worry. And so we're having some. Uh, are you in a barn? Or, are you in a barn, has- Scott? Because we're having some reception issues. Damn, I would love to just put a gun in my mouth no. and end everything. Well, yeah, because you're a quitter. <laughs> Stop being a quitter, Sean. It's fine. Everything's gonna be okay. I'm not Let's that you're see. a quitter. Yeah. Not that you're a quitter. You're you're you know uh, you're a hardworking guy, but you you. Uh, I think Scott, are, just, how's uh, your perception? Yeah, I'm, I take the the subway an hour to get here so that Scott can connect with his 56k modem, mm-hmm. his dial up internet where he zooms mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. and we attempt to make a podcast mm-hmm. while he fades in and out. Mm-hmm. Hey, how's it sound now? It sounds pretty good, probably, right? Yeah, it sounds great. If I could understand <laughs> what you just said, I would agree with. And yeah. another thing is, Mike's got to yeah. turn off those uh, those sorry. iMessage alerts because people sorry, complain sorry. about that. Oh, they do. Yeah, yeah. People can people find a way to complain <laughs> about anything. Oh, you're eating on Mike. Oh, your phone keeps going off. I mean, you know, when am I supposed to? When am I supposed to have dinner? You know what? Deion Sanders said in a press conference recently, "You ain't make me, so you can't break me." That's right. You know. So anyway, oh, the podcast also, doesn't have direction. Oh, it's not funny. Yeah. Hey, we talk for sixty minutes. Well, I <laughs> what else do you need? Right. What else do you need? You just need the noise of, uh, you know, other people while you're so you don't drive your car into, into the Chesapeake Bay. <laughs> it really is, or whatever like, bay you live near. Like those weird cartoons you put on for Ben. Podcasts are like the adult version of like lullaby music for adults. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just background noise. Sean, I got to ask, is something yeah. going on? Because I feel like maybe you have you like read a message board or something or you saw a Reddit post or you saw like a comment because um, uh, we had a tough time I- uh, agreeing on a on an episode topic today where right. we had a tough time getting together, you know, even though we have to get together. It shouldn't be that hard because we have to get together Thursday night uh, to record because the episode is supposed to come out on Friday. Mm-hmm. So Thursday is kind of like the last day that we can. We can record, but we had a tough time landing on something. I still, I still think we didn't really land on a, uh, on a topic. But is everything? I guess I got to ask: Is everything all right? Yeah, I mean, I think we're fine. It just we got uh, messed up because Scott got COVID, so mm-hmm. we we're planning to do it yesterday. And um, mm-hmm. and you know, Scott was sick, so we have an idea. And I guess this will be the next two episodes. Is we'll talk about the death of uh, Kurt Cobain and Sam Cooke. Mm-hmm. The musicians both died, I think, in suspicious circumstances. So we're not doing those today. I mean, I don't think so. I yeah. mean, we could go through some of it. Yeah, but um, I think that's a good idea. Okay, well, because I have a bit on the Kurt Cobain, and then okay. I didn't, I didn't look at the Sam Cooke thing. Okay, but I mean, I think, um, you know, we love our fans, but uh, we've we've been kind of uh, uh, at eight hundred patrons for a few months now, so we're trying to trying to expand, and I think a good way to do that is if we do more of the research kind of stuff, those topic episodes. It can mm-hmm. be like. You know, I mean, I always talk about the CIA, but we can also just do more general stuff about, you know, interesting story was famous musicians or yeah. like we talked about health insurance. Maybe that could be our episode today. The art of the podcast. We'll just I, dissect, I like you know, we'll dissect. We'll talk about our favorite podcasts, um, talk about what what makes a successful podcast. And uh, we'll analyze, we'll do a little um, autopsy of our show, you know. People also don't like it when we get down on ourselves. Yeah. Um, but uh, 
But yeah, so you gave your whole family COVID. Do you know how you got it, Scott? Uh, no, I honestly, I, I thought it was maybe us meeting up last week. I assume maybe one of you Loki had it and didn't mm-hmm. say anything because, mm-hmm. cause I don't really see people, you know, I got my dog, my dog didn't do it. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I, I can't, I can't pin it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe that girl who was on our, uh, on our monthly show mm. who, uh, pretended she was a horse with a cock on her. <laughs> Ivy walk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, how did the rest of that show go? Oh, it was it, it was really fun, man. It was um and that girl is is fun. Her name's Ivy Woke. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I like I like when comedy is uh <laughs> Is it Walk? Uh, yeah, I think it's Walk. Oh, I thought it was Woke. I thought she made up like a misspelling of Woke to be funny. Because mm. she wasn't Woke. Mm. Because she pretended to be a horse, and which is like my dream. How how long have I been saying that on the podcast? Not that I want to be a horse, yeah, but that you want to just go on stage and be, be whatever you feel like being in right, that moment. Right, right, right. And she was a fucking horse, man. And I went, damn yeah. it, you know? Yeah. Let's let let's get to it. Let's yeah, do yeah. this. It was yeah. inspirational. Yeah. That's interesting because yeah. because yeah, sometimes like you see people and they do something that's so like unhinged, but it's the audience responds to it. And you go, damn! Like I want to do that, but the 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 fear of of them thinking you're insane is too big. You yeah. know, cut to Mike butt naked with his dick <laughs> tucked between his legs. <laughs> you're like, ah, for my next impression, Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna reenact an episode of the Kardashians. I just <laughs> keep tucking my dick and untucking it between my legs. <laughs> All right, everybody. Yeah, it's so like an I'm, argument. I'm Chris, I'm Chris Jenner now. Yeah. Get a little of this argument and you just continue to tuck your penis in and out. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Well, if you haven't turned this episode off yet, I've been watching. Uh, so I decided last night, I'm because I'm kind of working on this pilot a little bit. So I was like, I'm going to watch a couple sitcoms. Mm-hmm. And I watched an episode of uh, King of Queens. And uh, I I think I wa- I watched highlights of it like three times, but I think I might watch it again from start to finish. It was like such a good episode. It was the Halloween episode, and uh, Arthur doesn't Arthur forbids Halloween in the house. He like smashes Doug's pumpkin. So then Doug decides he's gonna stand up to Arthur and be like, "Hey, you, I, you can't tell me what to do." And then he puts a bunch of Halloween decorations up in the house. And then Arthur comes home and screams and he has a he has like a heart, like a heart ischemia. Hmm. And then so Carrie shows up at the hospital. She's like, oh, my God, what happened? And, and Doug's like, yeah, I, I don't know. It's probably he's, it's probably like because he's old. And the doctor comes out. He goes, yeah, I don't know what happened. But he did mention that his son-in-law tried to scare him to death. <laughs> so then like Doug's in trouble. <laughs> so then he tries to like apologize to Arthur. And then Arthur's like um, Arthur, like won't talk to him. And then Arthur goes, do you ever uh He's like, did I ever tell you about my father? He's like, my father was a gambler. And every once in a while, he'd throw a nickel my way uh, when he'd win. But uh, on Halloween one year, it was particularly bad. And he made me trick-or-treat until my feet were numb. He made me, he made me uh, change costumes three or four times so the neighbors wouldn't, uh, wouldn't know. He's like, but they knew. <laughs> and then he also mentions it. And it's just like such a great, like you really feel bad for Arthur, you know? And then Doug goes to the. Um, I still think you should watch. I'm gonna I'm gonna summarize this whole episode, but I still think you should watch it. Then Doug goes to the the. There's like a pizza shop that he likes. He, he he's like, my father would give me a nickel, and I'd I'd go get some lemon ices, and uh, at Gabe's Pizzeria. So they like go to the they find they find the pizzeria. It's in the Bronx, hmm. and uh, the guy's like, sorry, we're closed. And Doug tries to like appeal to appeal to him and the guy's like oh wow i had a heart scheme he's like it's not that bad so the guy goes to take the garbage down they lock the door and they jump behind the counter and they're like he's like i'm gonna get him some lemon ices damn it and then he starts scooping he starts scooping the um ice into a pint and he's like this is pineapple and then he dumps it out and he's like this one's banana he's like they're all yellow and then a guy comes in and orders a slice of a coke and then he has to like get it for him and he's like is pepsi okay and then, and then they run, they run away, and they give Arthur the the lemon ices. Mm. I don't know. Uh, just to fa- <laughs> I do like that you can actually hear real crickets from Scott's microphone as Mike uh, summarizes sitcom plot mm-hmm. lines. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, those are crickets, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> it's an appropriate background music. Well, I well I was ready to. No, you did great. No, but I was I was ready to do uh you know Sam Cook. to do Sam Cook and Kirk Cobain. I was but then but then Sean was you know Sean was like we're not ready. Sean's I mean, been feeling that Sean's been getting cold feet about, been the, cold about the show. Feet. I don't know. I think it probably works better in person. Those will be the next two episodes. Yeah. But, but anyway, what else is happening? John yeah. Fetterman, huh? He's walking through Congress looking like a fucking junkie. Huh? He's showing up to work. Put a goddamn suit on, you fucking freak. Mm-hmm. What is ha- what's Dude, my, happening over there? My one brother-in-law, I think like he thinks it, he's he wants to be John Fetterman. It's his yeah. goal, I think. Yeah. Like he's like a tiny version of him. Yeah. There's like I mean, there's no way your wife is still sexually attracted to you after you check yourself into rehab for depression and anxiety, right? <laughs> like you could probably fuck John Fetterman's yeah, wife. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like you got to if if you're married, you got to make something up rather than than say that to your wife. Mhm. I have terminal cancer. Yeah. That I know I'm an alcoholic. That's much better. Right, right, right. That's a man's kind of thing. Yeah. That gives women the ick when you talk about uh, depression. When you anxiety. talk about depression. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was watching some Kurt Cobain stuff today, and I was like, uh, and I, you know, I said to Dev, and I was like, you know, a lot of people think they, because in his suicide note, he says to his daughter, he goes, uh, and we will do this. We'll also talk about this next week. Right. But in suicide yeah. note, but we're, this is about suicide, not Kurt Cobain. Uh-huh. But he says to his daughter, he's like, he's like, to, you know, to my daughter, like, I like your life is going to be so much better without me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That that part of his suicide note at the bottom where the handwriting changes completely. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. He says that to his daughter in that part of the suicide note. In the note he wrote for his suicide. Mm-hmm. You know when you take uh, five times the lethal dosage of heroin and then you are uh, completely fine <laughs> to put the needle away cleanly and then load up a shotgun and blow your head off? See, I want to talk about this, Sean, because I watched a video that kind of debunked those conspiracies. Really? Okay, yeah. well, so send me the debunk video. Mm-hmm. I will. go through it. Mm-hmm. I will. And then we'll, we'll, we'll engage the debunkers. Yeah. Somebody on our Discord, like, uh, why are you? Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Oh, he's just saying uh, he was making fun of me, like saying that I like half read a book, and then like he has a, uh, 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 he took a screenshot from that episode of The Simpsons when Lisa's in the treehouse telling them stories about like giants or some bullshit. <laughs> Fuck, I forget how he did it. Yeah, uh, I think I think we need to understand that like podcasts, it's about it's about I think more riffs, less reading. You know, because yeah. I did I did a podcast recently with two of my good friends. But they had sort of like a theme of their episode, and a lot of it ended up just being one of the guys like reading some research that he did. You know, it felt like a book report a little bit. <sighs> well, Not that I don't like. No, no, no. You're right. I think I think that the topics are good for getting new people in. Yeah. Because I think if they don't already like us and know us, then mm-hmm. it's like who wants to listen to some guys hang out and riff. Mm-hmm. So you're right that like those research episodes can just kind of become book reports. Yeah. Or here's the Wikipedia article I read this week. But right, it's right. nice. When there's a theme, we can put on like Kurt Cobain or Sam, right. Co- or like our Mort Saul, uh, uh, Dick Gregory episode that actually got a, a fair number of new listeners. Nice. Yeah, that still gets comments. Yeah. Now it was it was funny because when Scott brought up his brother-in-law for a second, I'm so stupid. I was like, which sister's husband is it? Yeah. But it's. Yeah, I was I was gonna say Scott. There's was only that, one. Scott, was that difficult giving your family COVID since that's like the fourth disease your sister got this week? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know this this new COVID only. A- <laughs> she calls out of work. She's like, I can't come to the club tonight. I have gonorrhea and COVID. <laughs> she, if she just had one disease, she would have been fine. Uh. I'm sorry that's such a crutch, Scott. I know. I mean, that's, no, like no. When, the, when the episode sucks, we just we have our little, you know. It's like, yeah. It's got to be like the the countdown to a timer to a bomb going off is when mm-hmm. that riffing on Scott's sister being slutty isn't funny anymore. Yeah. Like this is we got a month of podcast left, and yeah. then I don't know what the fuck we're gonna do. Yeah. But anyway, how's she, how's she doing? How's my girl doing, Scott? Well, I mean, she's the only one who didn't get it, actually. Really? Um, yeah, mm-hmm. which either means just an immunity yeah. or I heard, you know, this new COVID, only if you got the shot, you get it. So, yeah. 
Oh, she really? didn't get the shot. Yeah, so, yeah. I don't know. It sounds right. So I'm, I guess sure, she was, I'm sure enough people are saying it. I guess she was right about the vaccine. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she might be right about everything, man. Oh, no. Yeah. Didn't you say that um, she she said that uh, if you spend enough time in the sun, you won't get it? Yeah. If you're, if yeah, you're she said sunlight. you just need sunlight. Yeah. That rocks. Yeah. Yeah, she says it dies in the sun. She said the sun mm. kills it. Yeah. Like it's like it's ants. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to hold a magnifying glass up to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> up to your fucking temple. <laughs> <laughs> your sister called in to work with with chlamydia, but it's all just covid symptoms. <laughs> She's like, "Oh, I'm yeah. coughing. I got a fever. I killed my grandmother." <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, typically what's going on with my pussy, but with my nose. Yeah. Yeah, you get it. Okay. How, how are your symptoms, Scott? Or how? Have uh, they been I'm all right today. I keep, I keep thinking I'm okay, and then I wake up three hours later. There's a lot of that. Um, other than that, just stuffy today, though. I had a hell of a sore throat for the last maybe four or five days. Hmm. Yeah. But I'm getting better. And my mother is, is a mess. I, I feel really bad about that. Yeah. Nothing like moving back home and then, you know, getting your mom real sick with that thing she avoided the last five years. It's fucking so embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? I don't think that my parents got my brother the vaccine, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, he's already retarded. Right. Well, they got time. I know. What's, stuff, what's the worst right? that could happen? <laughs> he's cured. They got a time. <laughs> like, he's perfectly normal. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Yeah, he starts a podcast. <laughs> um, he becomes like Beast from X Men. Yeah, he starts yeah, yeah. solving equations, but he looks still like he looks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when they give him when they give him the vaccine, it looks like those videos where they where they clean a gorilla's teeth. And he's just like strapped down. <laughs> um. But yeah, I don't know what's so what's what's Fetterman's deal? The guy won't put a suit on. His depression and anxiety. Is that why? I mean, I guess he had a stroke too. Yeah. So he ha- he had a stroke, so he can't he can't dress like it's uh like he uh you know he's got to look like a slob. Mm. It's so hard to make half a million a year and be a senator and have yeah. like an immediate make work seven figure job as soon as I retire after doing nothing for six to 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. I mean, it, it, what it, I don't know if he's, this is what he's doing, but it looks like he's trying to like appeal to like, he's doing like a Kristen cinema thing mm. where he's like, I'm quirky. I don't like it. I don't like anybody. No, nobody who's uh, I don't like anybody who's quirky. I gotta make sure we're thinking of the same guy. What's his full name again? I'm googling. John Fetterman. He's the senator from uh, Pennsylvania. Okay. All right. Yeah, he looks like he's a damn uh, Frankenstein's monster, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we gotta edit out that- the, the three minutes it takes for Scott's internet to load the image. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the last AOL connection in America. I think it's amazing he wants to talk in front of people like that, you know, after his ancestors were, were uh, chased with uh, flaming torches and stuff. <laughs> yeah, they tried to make this guy cool, and he's, like, illiterate, right? Is that what it is? <laughs> uh, yeah. They thought he was, like, he can't uh, form sentences. Am I correct? I think so. He Well, he had a stroke. He had so a he stroke. Had, he had st- trouble with the speech for a while i guess he's mostly recovered i haven't really watched an interview with him recently but yeah he had trouble with speech for a while um but i don't know that's just something i just got really pissed off when i read that he was like in the hospital for like depression anxiety for like two or three months mainly just because it's like i'd like to do that yeah like if you're you know i'm depressed and anxious yeah about my life and my podcast i would like to just go 
do nothing, not do my job Wait, for two to three months. You can months. be anxious about the podcast, but you're not. De- are you depressed about it? No, I'm not depressed about the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating for a point. It's, it's hard. It's hard to sit down here every week and uh, we just feel everybody hating. That's you. like it's <laughs> just so feel good. Everybody. It is so good because it's like every time I go into the podcast, I'm like, damn, I would love to just bitch about the podcast for yeah, an hour. Yeah, but yeah. I know how much that pisses off the listeners because uh-huh. it's like, hey, buddy, we got real problems. Yeah. yeah. But then it's like that just makes me want to do it more. Yeah. You know, because it's like, well, what do you want to bitch people? about? Maybe we can work through some of these issues. No, Maybe I, we can troubleshoot, you know? I don't have any. Re- you know what? Actually, my only this issue- episode will be just, just be like restarting your computer, basically. My only issue is uh, is with the listeners and the fact that we've been sitting on like 800 patrons for like four months now. Mm hmm. So, so you're mad at the... I'm mad at the listeners. You're mad I don't at think the they're, listeners. They're holding up their... <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't oh think... <laughs> you said that in the group chat today. I was like, that's so insane. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you know what? We're losing subscribers. Fuck these people. <laughs> I don't Fuck think, the ones who stayed. I don't think they're holding up their end of the bargain. Yeah. I think we've made yeah. a good <laughs> podcast for a year and a half. Yeah. And uh-huh. I think it's like, instead of thinking, what can we do for them? We need to be right. thinking, what can they do what for us? What can they do for us? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's like it's like uh yeah Sean opens up an ice cream shop and there's just a big sign out the front that says get the extra large you fucking pieces of shit <laughs> buy more ice to the people who are already coming in the store right yeah why don't you buy more you just want one scoop you look like you're anorexic yeah Karen Carpenter ass motherfucker <laughs> we need to aggressively roast and attack the listeners yeah. And this man, this man looks like Justin Timberlake. Yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know. I don't feel like they're holding up there into the bargain. I you think don't this, feel like they're holding. I up think there this the podcast bargain. is better than ninety, ninety-five percent of the ones that make more money than us. Right. You need. You want them to open up their wallets. I want them to open up their wallets. Yeah. More subscriptions. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of like, <laughs> just maybe that's the instead of trying to be good, we just complain. Yeah. Until until they give us more money. Yeah, maybe. Well, we may have new perks. We should do like a soon. teledrive, like a telethon. I love that. Give me more money and every <laughs> and just give us more fucking money. <laughs> and and the more money we get, we'll get funnier. We'll get funnier the more money you give us. <laughs> hire writers. The more money you Venmo us. Yeah, we'll hire yeah, we'll hire a bunch of scab writers. <laughs> that's like that's such a perfect analogy too because I remember like mm-hmm. when I would listen to, you know, public radio in the car or whatever mm-hmm. and then that one day uh, every few months they'd be like we're having a teledrive. You'd be like fuck. Yeah. Just like no entertainment. They're yeah. just begging for money the entire time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like this is the way we got to do it. It's yeah. like once a month we just do a telethon episode mm-hmm. where we say the entertainment stops. Yeah. The research stops. Yeah. The banter, mm-hmm. the wittiness, the jokes about Scott's sister. <laughs> we're shutting that all down. <laughs> and we're just going to like give you a phone number for an hour. Yep. And demand. Or yeah, we'll give you a, a Venmo account. We just bring my brother in here and hold a gun to his head. <laughs> if, we, if we don't make our goal, we execute him. <laughs> How do you like that? We can play fucking hardball with you guys. You want some of that? You want to be responsible for an autistic boy's death? You pieces of shit. We just like we just start. We leave New York and we start shooting the podcast from an unknown location, <laughs> and we just abuse your dog Frankie when people don't yeah. subscribe enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're gonna sell him to a dog fighting ring if we don't have a thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to sell him to a Puerto Rican dog fighting ring where he won't really stand a chance. Not one of those white ones, okay? Yeah. He's going to actually have to fight in there. Oh, could that be a movie, like a kid's movie, like a like a deadbeat dad who hasn't been around for his kid, but his kid loves pit bulls because he's, he's, the, the mom's boyfriend is like a pit bull guy. <laughs> so the guy enters a dog fighting ring like himself <laughs> and, like, and starts fighting pit bulls <laughs> to get his kid back. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now he's got one shot. <laughs> get, like, Owen Wilson is. Yeah, the dad's like just some like some white dude like Brian Cranston or yeah. something, and yeah, the mom's yeah. dating a dude in the Bronx. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What 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 is this? You're fucking uh, uh this Dominican guy who loves pit bulls. <laughs> now he's gonna teach those pit bulls a lesson, and he just learns how to like fight pit bulls with his bare hands. Right. That could be kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. He has to like drown a dog to win the respect of the other Latino gang members in mm-hmm. 172nd Street. Yeah. 
That's yeah, it's a real like the the fish out of water white guy movie that needs a re- revitalization. Right. He just shows up in a do rag. They're like, "Where's your dog at?" He, he's like, <laughs> 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 "Oh, what do you think of that, Scott? I love it. it yeah, was. yeah. You're our um, you're our race expert on the show. <laughs> that's all, that's the only reason I I'm calling in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have. I'm on the fields, right? Well, uh, that's a weird way to say that. I didn't mean that. I meant like the way a weather reporter says it. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. Do you think Instead Scott? I'm on the fields. Do you think Scott could like? What Scott, you should try to you know what you should do for the show? You should go to um try to get a, a job as professor of African American studies at like Columbia just from your background and see what they do. See if they let you <laughs> record the interview. Yeah. Scott's just like we go to see Scott at work and he's got a sport coat with leather elbows and he's just like sitting on his desk. <laughs> he's like, yo. <laughs> he's somehow an expert in in uh yeah, uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, Columbia sh- they they uh, they transfer those credits. Right. Twenty years of dating exclusively ac- African American women. Mm-hmm. It's like that's worth like uh, uh, four semesters. Yeah, you know it's funny. This episode is like it's not uh, not monkey's paws the wrong analogy, but like I was researching. I was going to put an outline together for the the topic that we picked, and then Sean got worried about not not doing it wait how's that monkey paw it's not i said monkey paw was a bad analogy but it's like kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy i guess it's not a monkey's paw what are you it's not a what's not a monkey's paw monkey's paw is you get you wish for something and you get it i know it has a drawback yeah 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 like uh i don't know (laughs) like having sex with scott's sister and you get chlamydia that's a mo- that's a monkey's paw situation. I wish I could have sex with Scott's sister, and then you get chlamydia. That's a monkey's paw. And then you actually get a monkey's paw. Your fist, your, you lose movement in your hand, and it gets stuck, and it, like, and it turns it turns black, and it looks like a monkey's paw. It's a rare disease. <laughs> yeah, that a guy that a trucker went to Africa, the Congo. Yeah, yeah, had sex with a monkey, and then he came back to the New Jersey Turnpike. Oh my God, your penis looks like a monkey's paw. No, it's like a monkey's paw. Like it's like you get <clears throat> fisted in the ass, mm-hmm. but you get AIDS from it. So it's there like we a go. All right, yeah. <laughs> now we're cooking. <laughs> <laughs> oh hell yeah, dude! It's so great. We do that after I bitch about only eight hundred subscribers, as if yeah. that's not eight hundred too many. <laughs> yeah. I know for what we do. On this. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, you got nervous about the episode, and now, and then, and then I was like, "All right, well, let's not do it." And now we, but now we have nothing. That's now fine. we're doing an episode with literally nothing. We're doing. We're you know, Rupert Murdoch stepped down. Hmm. Uh, yeah. What if Rupert Murdoch entered a pit bull fighting ring, folks? Huh? <laughs> That'd be kind of funny. Hi, it's me. I- I thought Rupert Murdoch was gone already because of sexual um, Roger, harassment allegations. Roger Ailes, but I, but I, that, yeah, I would see where you would think that. You know, his his face looks like a, a melted scoop of ice cream because he had a botched facelift. <laughs> really? Yeah, it happened. <laughs> and and he was like his previous wife was like a Chinese communist spy, mm-hmm. and, and Tony Blair fucked her while they mm-hmm. were still together. Mm-hmm. Tony Blair cucked Rupert oh, really? Murdoch. Yeah, really? Yeah. That's a bummer. Yeah. And he I mean, didn't do anything about that? Oh, I don't know. I yeah. mean, I guess they, they had a falling out because they were friends, actually. Like Rupert Murdoch, I mean, he's most famous, uh, famous for a variety of reasons yeah. in the United States for Fox News. But right. in the United Kingdom, he was like uh, one of the people who like really controlled the tabloid press over there. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> he was a big um, backer of the Tories, the Conservative Party in the UK in the 80s. Mm-hmm. But then with Tony Blair and New Labour, where they kind of did the same Clinton thing where they went to the right, mm-hmm. Rupert Murdoch actually came on side and his papers started, you know, supporting Tony Blair and New Labor, or at least like not being as critical. Mm-hmm. So him and Tony Blair became friends. Mm-hmm. And then after Tony Blair left office, he fucked his wife. And there Damn. was a, a falling out there. Damn. What's her name? Like Wendy Deng or something? I'm gonna I don't know, something. but you you gotta if you're gonna have a second wife, it's gotta be like a type of Asian. 
I think I that think. was his third wife. Okay. Yeah, you can't go white wife your whole life. She was know? a Chinese spy, you said? Yeah, she's a Chinese spy. Or it's highly suspected that she is. Hmm. It's never been actually proven, but she probably does. Wouldn't like the the best kind of Chinese spy make you think they're a Japanese spy? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, when, wouldn't that be the best Chinese spy? <laughs> Wendy Dang Murdoch. You bring around this is you're like this is my girlfriend, uh, Jennifer Kurosawa. Yeah, they go. What is this? Some, okay. What is this? Some Korean spy? And yeah, they go, she's the best Chinese spy ever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. In America, it seems like you know, easy job. Mm. Yeah. Um, let's see what else is happening. You guys want to? You guys want to? You guys got another topic, or you should? You want me to tell a story? You can tell a story. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I am a. Uh, I was a theater. I was a BFA theater major. In college, I went to college for two years for acting. Dropped out. Didn't really like the program, but I was reminded of this uh, this guy. I took Deb out for for dinner uh, a couple nights ago, and we passed. Uh, you know that old Barnes and Noble on Sixth uh, Avenue? It used to be a Barnes and Noble. It's a big Barnes and Noble on Sixth Avenue in like Greenwich Village. Yeah. Anyway, who cares? You guys all, mm-hmm. you guys all live in rural Pennsylvania. You fuck your cousins, but um. Uh, so there was a guy that, uh, that I took a college. So we took this class in college. It was like, it was like my freshman year of college it was like introduction to theater or something. Mm. So there's three characters in this story that I want to, that I want to open with. So f- the first character is this guy, Tom, he worked at that Barnes and Noble. I saw him working there like years later after college. Um, he was, uh, he was a very like artsy kid. Um, he was a black guy. He would wear like, uh, pink, like ribbons in his hair. So he would come to class in like in like brightly colored vet. He looked like 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 an art student kind mm-hmm. of. So he's the first character. Second character was this nerdy guy named Joe Christensen, who uh, who I, I'm pretty sure he wore jeans with elastic on them. Like you know that like when you would wear like elastic jeans mm. when you were in like second grade. Right. That's actually here's some life advice for Benjamin. Uh, a guy told me that if you wear like those kind of sweatpants, mm-hmm. and then you can go to the strip club and get a lap dance for twenty dollars, <laughs> and you'll come immediately. <laughs> like, the guy at Whole Foods. Yeah, guy at Whole Foods. <laughs> it does feel good. I know. And they have to be like loose enough too. They can't, right. They can't have like been through the dryer a couple times. So that's you know that's the that's our life advice mm-hmm. for Benjamin mm-hmm. for the. Week, there you go. Is if you're listening to this like <laughs> 20 years from now, missing your father, <laughs> you can just uh, uh, take out one of his trusty old pairs of sweatpants, yeah, and wear it to the nearest strip club. And the twenty dollar, it, it might cost thirty by that point, but yeah. a laptop will go, a lap dance will go a long way. I've never uh, come at a strip club. No, me neither. Yeah, that's disgusting. <laughs> Um, it's like, you're a fucking slime ball if you do that. You just come in your fucking sweatpants. <laughs> yeah, you just I gotta know. walk around like, with yeah, like literally nut on yourself. Take the bus you back to- <laughs> 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 You gotta ride back to the Queen Center Mall. <laughs> you gotta meet your mom and her to buy you pants. <laughs> yeah, that's your so mom's cool. like, what happened to these? Sw- I just bought you these sweatpants last week, <laughs> Ronald. Damn, mom, I don't know. This city's nasty. I think it's all it's all the crime. <laughs> you tell her a homeless guy came on you. <laughs> Yo, mom, I wasn't looking at this homeless Dude, I did I did put my stroller and my shoes right in the pile of piss yesterday. I was taking the elevator down to the subway mm. and I stepped I I rolled right over. Like, I just sat in somebody's piss for a little bit. Yeah, like every... Greatest city in the world. Every New York elevator in the subway just has yeah. piss. Yeah. Like a puddle of piss somewhere. I know, and I can carry the stroller, but I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted anyway, your story. Anyway, okay, so, so the second character is this guy, Joe, who would he would wear, like, elastic jeans. Very ner- kind of nerdy, like, awkward guy. Um, the third character is the the professor of the class. His name was uh, Eric something. I think he was like the head of the theater department. Um, and one of the girls that went to the school said that she re- um, he reminded her of Butters from South Park. Um, not really by manner mannerisms. Like he didn't sound like Butters, but his attitude was very. He was kind of like a hat, like kind of a cheerful, mm-hmm. cheerful guy. So we had this assignment where um, uh, we were required to write uh, scenes. Everybody had to write like a dramatic scene. So the kid Tom, 
wrote this scene, and the scene was performed by the nerdy kid Joe and this girl. And the scene is like, um, uh, so Joe, so Joe is reading this one character. He's reading the character of this guy, and he's doing like a weird voice. Like I don't know, he's doing some kind of accent where he's like, you know, I don't really. He's he's and he's playing a guy who's like mad at his girlfriend. So he's like, uh, he's like, I don't understand. You you know you. You're never around and and blah, blah, blah. And he's the guy in the scene is mad at his girlfriend because she's never around. and She spends too much time with her friend, her female friend. Hmm. Then he presses her for a little bit. And he's like, you know, if I wouldn't if I wasn't. And I'm thinking, like, what's this guy doing with his voice? Is he like Cajun or something? So. um, So then in the scene, he presses the girlfriend and the girlfriend is like. Yes, we are having an affair. I she's my girlfriend and and she understands me and and when she goes down on me, I something I remember her saying like when she goes down on me. I'm like this guy just like wrote like a porn, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he just wrote like the intro to a to a porn. So they like they like finish the scene and then uh the professor of the class, he's like sitting there and he's like he's like nodding, he's like slowly nodding his head. Like he just saw something really profound, you know, mm-hmm. and he goes, uh, he goes, wow, that was really powerful. He's like, and um, this is a black guy, correct? <laughs> like the guy in the scene. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's what he was doing with his voice. <laughs> he was doing a, this nerdy like white dude that wore elastic jeans was like, oh, well, you 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 need to come home late at night. And the, and I didn't pick up on it, but the teacher did. He goes, "This is a black guy, correct?" <laughs> <laughs> What's happening over there? Scott was sucked into a sinkhole. Yeah. Anyway, what else is happening? How about any uh, any cons- any fun conspiracies you guys want to? I have a question for Sean. Yeah, he's probably talked about it on the pod before, but I'm looking to get uh, red pilled on 9/11. What's like the best documentary to start with? Probably 9/11, the New Pearl Harbor. Okay, it's like it's like six hours long. It's great though. Perfect. It goes all the way through. It's back up on YouTube, and it's like there's stuff in it that I'm not so sure about. Like you know, they have the video of one of the flight attendants or the audio, one of the flight attendants calling about the hijacking, and there's like. She says something indiscernible, and they're like, she says, it's a frame. Like, you can hear her say, it's a frame, you know? It's like, I don't know if I buy that, but most of the rest of it is pretty interesting and, like, just raises a lot of questions that nobody has any good answers to. For example, the Pentagon, most secure facility on the entire world. Uh, We get one camera angle of a plane hitting it, and then the FBI goes and uh, confiscates the footage at a nearby hotel and gas station, the security camera footage that would have that plane on it, never released it for some reason. So I don't really know. I mean, I do think a plane hit the Pentagon, but maybe not the one they say, or maybe... Uh, sounds like yeah. sounds like somebody's tiny penis was caught on camera. That's the only <laughs> okay. thing I can think of. Okay. Why else would re- Why would they recover a videotape <laughs> unless great. one guy has a tiny penis? Right, 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 right. <laughs> no, that'd be that'd be perfect. It's like 9/11 happened exactly how the official story went, but yeah. there was like an FBI guy <laughs> taking his dick out on a playground, like right yeah. next to the Pentagon. Yeah, and so they had to confiscate all the footage. Or imagine you work in like the South Tower and like you ha- you're uh, you've had like just the tiniest dick your whole life. Women laugh at you all the time when you take it out, but you're like scheduled to get penis enlargement surgery on September 13th, and as soon as the plane hits, you're like, "What the fuck?" All you can think about is you're you're gonna die having a little dick. That'd be terrible. Yeah, and there you know there was somebody there with that exact scenario. I'm sure, right? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> What do you think, okay. like, have you seen Love Actually, right? Yeah. Where, like, Love Actually, Hugh Grant plays, like, a fake version of Tony Blair. Mm-hmm. So you kind of imagine, like, Tony Blair fucking Rupert Murdoch's wife. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm so so terribly sorry. I, mm-hmm. I just have to fuck your pussy right now. <laughs> I just, oh. I, ha- I have to fuck my friend's pussy. I'm oh. so sorry. It appears I've come. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm terribly sorry. Oh, it appears I've nutted inside I'm, of you. I'm so awkward. I'm, I'm so sorry. I've just come all over your face. <laughs> That's the thing they don't really do anymore, the awkward uh, British guy. I know. Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah. Can we write a movie called Come, actually? 
And it's just like a bunch of different people all over the world. And they're all coming on each other. Like eight. Okay. Okay. Here's the, I guess here's the pitch. Eight different couples all around London. Uh-huh. And they all, they've all, somebody's come on or somebody's trying to get come on or someone's just been cummed on <laughs> or somebody. Uh, let's see. Cause what are the storylines in love actually? Right. You know? never saw it. You, you never, never saw it. Mm-mm. It's a oh, terrible okay. movie. And yeah. also speaking of nine 11, it does my, my worst, my biggest annoyance with nine 11 stuff is not like official story, even mm-hmm. though that's very annoying, but the worst is kind of the, the live, laugh, love nine 11 bullshit that you see sometime. Mm-hmm. And that's what love actually opens with. It's like, in the World Trade Center, mm-hmm. the final messages that they left to their loved ones were not about hate. They were messages of love. It's like, yeah, what the fuck? Suck my <laughs> dick. <laughs> they all got murdered. <laughs> oh, yeah, great. Right. Oh, yeah. These, right, these right, right. murder victims right, 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 right. were <laughs> preaching messages of love. Yeah, that's a really great message for me to take away about why we should not why we should all ignore the fact that Dick Cheney is responsible. Well, I guess what they're trying to say is like when it's when you get to the end of your life. Right. There's there's only love. I would be mad. Yeah. I would be like, what the fuck? Why isn't Larry Silverstein here in this diner with me? Yeah. That yeah. he booked this breakfast meeting. Yeah. I saw sh- his name on the logbook. It said res- reserve a table for Larry Silverstein. The host has said, no, that's Larry Silverstein's table. And he's not fucking here. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we, I think we talked about this on our 9-11 episode, but Larry mm-hmm. Silverstein, owner of the World Trade Center, shows mm-hmm. up to breakfast at Windows uh, on the World, mm-hmm. a restaurant in the World Trade Center, mm-hmm. 107th floor. Mm-hmm. He shows up for breakfast. What day? Every, every day. day yeah. From July 2001 up to and except on September 11, wow. 2001. For how long? Like, what is that, three months? July. Yeah, August, but wait, September. in his defense, in his defense, he also didn't eat there after either. <laughs> 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 I was trying to get I was trying to get a bit or for a stand up I don't know but it, like essentially the concept is like how mad would you be if you were the guy who worked the brunch shift there and one of your regulars didn't tell you 9/11 was coming mm-hmm. you know just like this guy sends back omelets every fucking day <laughs> yeah and you just have to like make him with a smile and he leaves 10 percent, then he just lets you die in 9-11 you're like, you're like hey where's mr silverstein and also i don't see mr stein or mr cohen or mr <laughs> mr goldblatt here either what's happening all my worst customers <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is the best day oh. ever oh i guess i'm not getting a 12 percent tip today <laughs> Uh, there we go. Hmm. Yeah, Do actually, we... come actually. That's the uh, the <laughs> okay, time. That's yeah. that's what uh, that's what Deb says when she has to work in the morning. Oh, come on. Come All right, actually. fine. Uh, yeah, I guess it doesn't work. I'm trying to figure out where it, I'm trying to I'm trying to like make it work. Yes. Let's see. Um, the idea would be like just finish and then yeah, yeah. or maybe it opens at Michael Che's house. <laughs> You go. Does, does that work? We, we does, hit all the hits today. Yeah, <laughs> this is yeah. like We're this doing is like that. a greatest hits podcast. <laughs> it's <laughs> just like we had an episode <laughs> planned, and then we're just like, let's just do all five of those bits that we've thought of. in a year and a half of doing this. Someday we're gonna be like the Rolling Stones. We're gonna go on tour and like play theaters <laughs> and just not speak to each other after the show. <laughs> they're like, oh god, I love how Mike and Sean and Scott they're like such good friends, and we just fucking hate each other. <laughs> Dude, we have to. <laughs> we get like free bird hecklers. They're like, call Scott's sister a whore. <laughs> Dude, as soon as as soon as the show's over, all our assistants come over with an umbrella, so we don't have to look at each other. Because <laughs> we just hate each other that much. Dude, I hope we all get there. That we just have enough money that we can all hate each other and not be friends anymore. Yeah, that would be the. The happiest ending. Yeah, because like, now we have no money. We all hate each other. <laughs> the the least happy ending would be like we just do this at the current financial level for twenty years, and we all stay friends, and we like help raise Ben. Yeah, that would be the fail ending. Yeah, that would be we have not accomplished what we set out for in life. Yeah, the happy ending is we <laughs> one of us leaves the podcast to do stand-up and then just starts an advice show <laughs> and ends up kind of doing the same thing they were before, but there's a, a lifelong friendship destroyed in the middle of it yeah. over money, over large amounts over, of money. Over large amounts of money, yeah. <clears throat> I've never been like legitimately angry at you guys, though. 
No, I'm not yeah. angry. I'm yeah. still no. happy with the podcast. Yeah. I mean, I think we need a better system for like splitting up research. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because I can do my CIA bullshit. But well, let me ask you this, though. Uh-huh. How many realistically, how much time ideally would each of us devote to research? Because I feel like I can't give more than a day. Yeah. You know? I mean, idea. I think you could. And do I also it feel like that's not the show. Three or four hours. Yeah. Okay. Because maybe we could just do like the free episodes, more research heavy, and then we'll kind of do. Because these looser ones, a lot of times they're really good, mm-hmm. but it is like rolling a die every time. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is jazz, mm-hmm. as it were. Mm-hmm. We don't know if mm-hmm. it'll be good or not. Right. It, but there, there are a lot of times where the episode wraps, and I think the attitude is like, "Well, oh well, we'll we'll try again next week." And then all the comments are like, "This, this was great." great. Yeah. yeah. All right, so in Come Actually, Liam Neeson, he's just lost his wife. Now, how did he lose his wife in that movie, though? In Love Actually? Yeah. I can't even remember. It, I don't think they explain it, but it opens on his wife's You funeral. know, it is funny. Like my, you know how your brain like protects you from like a traumatic event like rape by disassociating? That's what mm-hmm. happened to me when I watched the movie Love Actually. Uh-huh. My brain disassociated, and I don't remember any of the plot. Yeah. Except for that Hugh Grant played Prime Minister Tony Blair. Yeah. And I guess he wanted to like fuck his secretary, but it was really romantic or something. Right. And he was like, "Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm no, yeah, it was like I'm such housekeeper. a terribly awkward war criminal. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I just, I, I, uh, I, I, oh gosh, I'm, uh, I'm so embarrassed. I, I starved five hundred thousand Iraqi children with sanctions. Oh, I'm, I want to deport you, but I'm so horny. <laughs> <laughs> I want to send you back across the, back to Tunisia where you came from, or whatever. I don't know where yeah. the immigrants from. Um. Yeah, so in so what's another? Oh, so in Come Act in Come Love Actually, Actually yeah. right? Out there's the Alan Rickman storyline mm-hmm. where he gives a he wants to fuck his secretary because there's like the hot young piece of ass at his job. Yeah, man, that was sad though. He goes and he and he uh, gets her a necklace. Yeah, and then he gives his wife a Joni Mitchell CD, but she sees that she sees the necklace, uh, so she she goes, "Oh, I'm getting a necklace for Christmas." Uh, um, and then. We should make come actually for the fellas, uh huh. Because love actually, that's the romantic comedy for right. women. Right. Come actually is just about like <laughs> eight guys trying to get pussy and all getting pussy. <laughs> it's got a happy ending. It's got it's got a hap, It's got an unrealistic happy ending, like like just some fat piece of shit <laughs> with some <laughs> ends up with Leah Remini, like some smoking hot girl. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like a bunch of incels and they all get girlfriends. <laughs> that's, that's the end of come actually. Yeah. And all the guys take their uh their girlfriends to see it. She's like, that would never happen. <laughs> He's like, shut the fuck up. Right. Let me enjoy my movie. Right. It's like Jonah Hill fucks Zoe Kravitz. Mm-hmm. Did he? No, I mean in oh, okay. the yeah. in the movie. Yeah. In the fictional movie. Yeah. I don't know. What's some other fat guy? Um well, they don't really have fat, fat anymore. celebrities anymore. You know, it's Bobby terrible. Moynihan died. That's too bad. Yeah. Bobby Moynihan got uh, he um, tried to eat a bike pump and got full of air and flew, <laughs> they have flew, to they know. have to release come actually on Christmas too yeah it's a oh Christmas sure of movie course, for the of dudes course, of course about how the miracle of Christmas is mm-hmm. eight like slobby guys mm-hmm. get pussy maybe come actually like he sends a he instead of a necklace it's a pearl necklace and he he texts Alan Rickman I mean Alan Rickman's dead so you have to AI him <laughs> so it's just. <laughs> It's just AI Alan Rickman, okay? Yeah. Stay with me. We're doing great. He, AI Alan Rickman. And uh he goes, he texts his he texts Emma Thompson and he goes, I'm going to give you a pearl necklace tonight. I'm going to give you I'm going to give you a pearl necklace. And then and then he goes and he gives his secretary a pearl necklace. And then he comes home and he goes, Here's a fucking Joni Mitchell CD. I'm tired. I'm going to bed. And she's like, where's my pearl necklace? And he's like, oh, it appears I've been a classic fool. I'm sh- I've am shot some classic goo. <laughs> what a shitty podcast. God so damn it. Great. What a terrible fucking show. <laughs> Sean's complaining. That Only 800 people pay money for this? <laughs> That's so fucked up. <laughs> I just shot some goo. It appears I've shot some goo. <laughs> Come actually, yeah. Hugh Grant plays like a Harvey Weinstein figure. Yeah, he's like casting couch stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm so terribly sorry, but uh, if you want the part, you're going to have to suck my dick. Yeah, and then uh, and then Colin. 
so there's the other thing. Who Colin Firth? There's the there's a storyline where uh, he the he dates the Portuguese woman. He falls yeah. in love with the Portuguese woman. <laughs> she can't speak English. She can't speak English, and he can't speak Portuguese. But he falls in love with her. Hmm. So then he ends up learning Portuguese, and she learns English. Hmm. So then he. He says, I want to come on your tits in Portuguese. <laughs> and then she says, he's like, <laughs> I don't know how Portuguese is uh, an interesting. It doesn't sound like anything. you know. Yeah. So he learns to say, I want to come on your tits in Portuguese. And then mm. she says, can you come on my tits in English? Yeah. He's like, oh, you learned, you learned English. She's like, you learned the Portuguese for me come actually hmm. okay yeah I, I mostly only heard portuguese when my wife was yelling at me because she was oh, mad right, i was right. stoned <laughs> <laughs> i know i know i know all the That's portuguese fun, words for <laughs> when a woman is upset <laughs> that you went and saw your friend and had yeah. a couple puffs yeah maybe had an edible how do you say good for nothing communist in portuguese <laughs> <laughs> sure i'm sure i heard it at some point yeah that's kind of cool. That's cool. Oh, Scott fucking Scott's fucking phone died. They yeah, shut off Jesus his electricity. <laughs> Four months of non-payment. Yeah, the bookie showed up to collect. Anyway, all right. Well, you know what, Sean? Maybe Scott's not here, but but we could. I bet we can close out this episode. There's Probably. Only, there's only eighteen other characters in Love Actually that we can change to come actually. You know, sometimes I get mad at myself because, like, mm-hmm. I, I have very my memory is like terrible. Mm-hmm. So I like, you know, I get frustrated. I can't always articulate scenarios, mm-hmm. but sometimes it protects me where I just can't remember the plot of Love Actually, uh-huh. and I can barely contribute to this bit. Yeah, but at the same time, I don't have to remember that I ever watched that shitty fucking movie. Yeah, you watched it with your wife? No, I watched it before I met my wife. Yeah. Um. Yeah, actually, you know, because uh, one of the the writers of that is one of the co-writers of Black Adder Goes Forth, which Scott, is my, sorry, my you favorite satire. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Okay. Cool. It's um, if if any of the listeners haven't seen, you know, Rowan Atkinson, Mr. Bean, is uh, they did a, a four series show called Black Adder, mm-hmm. and the best one is the last one. Wait, Mr. Bean is in Love Actually. Oh, he is. Yeah. Who, but, what's that story? Oh, he's the he's the guy at the department store uh, who gets the necklace ready. Yeah. So maybe he's like the guy that Alan Rickman practices coming on before he goes to his his secretary's house. It's a great idea. He's the yeah. fluffer. He's the fluffer. Yeah, yeah. Ready in a, in a couple of minutes, sir. <laughs> just Ready. imagine. Could we be quite quick? Because he keeps going. Could we be quite quick? I'm just imagining like Mr. Bean making Mr. Bean face while sucking dick. Mm-hmm. This is great. This is a billion dollar <laughs> idea right here. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna see it on somebody else's show. I know it's gonna be dude. SNL is gonna steal this. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the writer strike's gonna end. They're gonna be. Yeah. They're gonna have nothing. Yeah, of like yeah, yeah. Eleven p.m. on a Thursday, mm-hmm. and they're gonna put this on. This will be the first sketch back. Come actually, yeah. yeah. Colin Jost is on late night with Seth Meyers, and Seth Meyers is like, "So your uh, iconic uh, sketch, you wrote a sketch called uh, Come Actually. It was great." And Colin Joe's like, yeah, it just came to me. I'm just a very talented writer. I'm, I don't steal. I'm not a. I'm not a bad person at all. Uh, Interviewed on Charlie Rose. Now, what yeah. makes "Come" actually a satire? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just talking very deeply about it. Yeah, I could have riffed that out. But, but there's no, there's no Charlie Rose or like Larry King anymore. There there's isn't. No, yeah, there's no like. Larry King was a really good interviewer. Yeah. Larry King was good. Charlie Rose was good. Joe Rogan's honestly pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that's like the main, uh, to be a good interviewer, in my opinion, Brian Lamb, he retired. He's on, he was on C-SPAN. Mm-hmm. But like, depends a lot on the guest, but generally, you just ask open questions yeah. and you let them talk. Yeah. And that's what, you know, Charlie Rose, Larry King, There's got to be like a, yeah, like a lack of an Brian ego. Brian Lamb. Yeah. Lamb was fascinating. He was like... Uh, I watch a lot of the old C-SPAN compilations on YouTube. Uh-huh. Brian Lamb is like the guy who put C-SPAN together, but he would like he would read an entire book, yeah, and then maybe ask four questions, yeah. Like he's done that in interviews, like over preparing, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just like 
prepare like crazy, but then yeah. you ask open-ended questions and you let the subject talk without interrupting them too much. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's a good interviewer. It is an interesting... Con- yeah, you don't see people take their work that seriously anymore. No. No, but yeah. everyone who's interviewed, you want to look cool. Yeah. You want to be the cool, funny one. Or yeah. whatever. You don't yeah. want to let the guest just you know, kind of speak. You know Stuart Fullerton? She's a comic. No. Mm-hmm. Her uh, her dad like died of a cocaine overdose when she was a kid. So I was asking her about that last night. And I was like, man, I'm, I'm like Larry King. <laughs> I feel like Larry King over here. I bet I could do this professionally. Just interview you people. You could. Get them talking. <laughs> Just asking an open-ended question to a person. Yeah. Like, like you're Larry King. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. I was I was saying I was like I, if I died of a cocaine overdose when I had two kids I'd be so mad at myself. Mm, yeah. I'm surprised he's not like a ghost. Like he's I mean yeah. he should be haunting something. Yeah, you know. What did Geraldo but, die of? Greg Geraldo. Some kind of overdose, I think. Yeah. But do ghosts usually haunt when they, when they've been done wrong, right? Mm. Yeah, and a cocaine overdose is usually a good time, right? They're yeah. they're happy. They're they're okay. They're dead. Yeah. Right. Maybe that's what heaven is. You get to just do cocaine and never overdose. Mike, you said you've done cocaine before, right? Like twice. What does that make you do? Uh, well, the first time it just made me feel really funny. Like you I go was to Cat's Deli. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny. To me. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Mike on coke cuts down to four meals a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he goes, he goes to Cass's. He gets it's like a meal. <laughs> 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 hey, Mr. Racine, you want your you want your regular order? The falafel guy at like three in the morning. No, no, nah, I'm actually all right. <laughs> I have this weird thing though. I can't tell when I'm fat. Like I look at like every day, I look at myself in the mirror and I go, looking good. And then I'll see myself on camera. I'll be like, what's what's happening there? I guess if you have any extra, when you look in the mirror, you're mm-hmm. like your posture's good. Yes, and you're, yeah. you're kind of squinting, so you're not really seeing yourself. You know the you're angles, like, trying yeah. to tell yourself you look good, and then you catch yourself like yeah. in the window when you're walking by yeah. something, and you're like, yeah, you're gremlin. Yeah. yeah, I have it because I always look fine in the mirror, and then like mm-hmm. you know, you get a Uber Eats or whatever, mm-hmm. or a DoorDash, mm-hmm. and they'll take a picture of the bag, or if you answer the door, they'll take a picture of you holding the bag. Mm-hmm. So I saw that picture of myself. And I'm like. God damn it, did Slender Man order food? (laughs) 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 That guy who has all those children murdered. (laughs) And it's just weird, like, because I know I'm skinny, but I look in the mirror sometimes, you don't see it, but then, like, the photo from the right angle, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Why don't you start lifting? I did, actually. Well, I'm I'm doing push-ups now, 15 push-ups every other day. Yeah. So, But it's like, the main thing is I got to eat Sean, let me stop you right there. That's not enough. You got to do, you got to do heavy weights. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe some squats. You gotta go in the gym and do squats every day and grow your ass. Pull up bar is life changing. <laughs> yeah. Is it? How many pull ups cool. can you do? Uh like ten. Yeah? Yeah. Nice. I I, I take a break after like five and then thirty yeah. seconds later I could do like another five. Yeah. I can do like five or six, which is, you know, that's me pulling like two hundred and seventy five pounds. <laughs> I couldn't do two when I moved into my place, which yeah. has a pull up bar. Yeah. But you can't like walk past it without doing them. Like without trying, it yeah. feels nice to stretch and then you're like, Oh, I might as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's fun because like you will you do feel yourself like you'll just be able to do more pull ups. Yeah. The more pull ups you do. So that should be okay, so the intro of come actually uh-huh. like on nine eleven. The final messages that they left for their family, they were not messages of hate. They were messages about how badly they wanted to come. <laughs> they were messages to their wives and girlfriends and mistresses about how badly they wish they could come in their pussies right now. Mom. But unfortunately, they're dying in 9-11. Mommy, what was the last thing Daddy told you before he died on 9-11? Um, he said he loved you very much. <laughs> of course. Uh, he said that he was very proud of you. Yeah. Yep. No reason to lie about that. <laughs> yeah. Like, God. And some girls on Instagram, they would have on like the 9 11 anniversary, you know, yeah. people make posts that mm-hmm. be like, what we have to remember from 9 11 is how precious life is and how, you know, love is, love is all that matters. You know, yeah. like this kind of yeah, yeah. live, laugh, love 9 11. It really pisses me off. Right. Because again, it's like, 
a mass murder. Yeah. With the perpetrator still walking free today. Sure. And it's kind of retarded influencer culture. Well, it's almost like okay, grinds my gears. Your plane gets hijacked. Like what? What do you mean messages of hate? Like oh, tell tell Jerry he's got to get my fucking lawnmower back. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, plane got hijacked. Tell Tamara at Retro Fitness she's not. <laughs> that would actually be yours. Getting, that would be mine. Yeah, <laughs> I just call Retro Fitness <laughs> right before the plane hits the building. Yeah, can I talk to a manager? Oh, she's not in again. She's not in. Is she ever in? Does she exist? Deb's like, oh, my husband's cell phone must have been dead or something. Oh, he never liked to pay for Wi-Fi. I'm just cursing at some 16-year-old that works at Retro Fitness. <laughs> Put her on a fucking phone. I know she's there. I called yesterday. <laughs> yeah, Do you know why the cell phone worked? The cell phones work? don't work now. Well, they were flying pretty low. Yeah, it's amazing. It it's low. amazing they can make calls at 10,000 feet, but Scott can't make a call at <laughs> seven miles away. <laughs> yeah, just connected to the Wi-Fi. Yeah. But I promise if I'm on the like 92nd floor and I'm going to die, my final messages will be messages of hate to my co-hosts. <laughs> Yeah, well, the problem with you, Sean, is you're very conflict averse, you know. So I'm a little, a little bit of a Seattle passive right, kind of guy, right? So you don't always say when something is like you don't always say what's really bothering you. Well, I mean, uh, I don't know. I wish you guys would take a little more initiative on the episode ideas, and I'm guilty of that too. But yeah, you know, we well, need we need hooks. That's my idea now. Well, I was. Uh, I think you should shut the fuck up. <laughs> fucking. Hey, maybe you fuck. like famous. Hey, yeah. What's that? We could. Oh, pain. Yeah. Hook. Um. Damn, hey. I wonder how the patrons are going to feel about fifty percent of Scott on the episode. <laughs> um. I think I think half of Scott is a real change of pace. No, but I I thought we decided on the episode today, and then I started researching it. Yeah. Well, I actually, think you wanted more time. No, to research. I, I think we did the right thing because it's like Scott has very interesting and good music opinions. Mm -hmm. So I'd rather yeah. he be in the room when we talk about Sam Cooke and mm -hmm. Kurt Cobain. Okay. Because then we might have run if we'd done the episode of that, we might have run into this where he kind of cuts out. Yeah. Halfway through his answer, and that would be annoying for people. Yeah. So I think we did the right thing, and I, those will be the next episodes. They're gonna be good. I guess just a little takeaway from the Sam Cooke thing, from the little am amount of research that I did, was that like. There was a time in show business, like show business used to mean something. Yeah. You could cheat on your wife. That's right. You know, and maybe you got shot to death in a motel for hookers. Maybe that's how it ended. But you had a good life before that happened. That's you know? right. And now it's like you're now we're you're relegated to doing a podcast. <laughs> and so not only are you podcasting the lowest form of entertainment, but if you get caught cheating on your wife, it's over. Your marriage is over. That's terrible. You know what I mean? I did not think I would be here. Yeah. And you I got a, a phone so they can check your location all the time. You can check your location all the time. Deb showed me the other day. She was like, this is my here. Here's how you check my location. I said, I don't even want to. I don't want to do that. I don't know. I don't want to know where you are. Yeah. You know, but it's a one way street, too. Yeah. Because like she could probably just turn. She could turn off her location. And then what are you yeah. going to do about it? But vice versa, it's a big fight. Yeah. But should I start Should I start looking at it? I don't know. I hate learning new things. But this is where she is right now. So you mm. can just I can just check where she is all the time. Mm. I don't like That's that. so weird. I don't like that. No. You know? Not every night like she's uh, like a penguin in Batman Returns. <laughs> only the government <laughs> Only the government and all of my apps should know where I am all the yes. time. Yes. Not people close to me. Yeah. That's funny. Deborah's at the SNL after party. She told yeah, me. Yeah, that would just create anxiety for me. I would never, you know, you don't want to, like, just in general, you know? Yeah. Oh, Deb must be doing late night speech therapy at the SNL after party. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah. Anything else you want to wrap up? Patreon.com slash out for smokes. And I will be in Nashville at Zany's Wednesday, 
October 4th. You can get your tickets at zanies.nashville.com. I need you to get your tickets because they're really bugging me about ticket sales, folks. They're telling me that uh, there's only a couple left um, or a couple sold. I forget. I forget what it was. Um, um, So uh, get your tickets over there. And then October 20th, I'll be at the Laughing Stock Comedy Club in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Um, Should be fun. I really don't know, though. Could be a could be a bad. Uh, it's a new club, so I'm not sure. But uh, the guy, the guy who owns it, is a friend of mine. Um, so come out if you live near Hershey, PA. Laughingstock Comedy Club, October 20th. Um, get our shirts. We got a new T-shirt, Johnny. You're gonna throw that up on the uh, on the video right there. We got a nice T-shirt, a new one. OFS shirts at gmail.com. Place your order. Include your size and shipping uh, to pre-order. And then when we have the shirts, I'll request payment and ship them out to you. And uh, I guess that's it. Unless we got anything else. No, we're at Skankfest next week. Skankfest next weekend. Oh Space, yeah, yeah. Out there. And there's some controversy with the uh, executive producer of Skankfest that we will address over Wait, on the what? Patreon. <laughs> well, no, Lewis <laughs> just Lewis is getting dragged on Twitter a little. Oh, bit. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, nothing negative to say. Hmm. Yeah. Um. All right. Yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting the show. If any of you guys want to write, come actually like actually sit down and write the script. Uh, That could be a good thing for the if we ever do a live show, we could just write come actually. Yeah. And and just perform scenes of it. Yeah. So if any of you guys want to take the reins on that, (laughs) let us know. We'll split all the revenue. 60, 40, 60 for us because, you know, it was our idea. Um, (laughs) But if you're an aspiring writer. Um, maybe that's your foot in the door, you know, right and calm, actually. Thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye.